Hello, Phantom fans. My name is Sam Olmstead. His name is Justin Irwin. We are, this is, the Dump and Chase podcast. Earlier this year on April 17th, as Muskegon was neck and neck with Chicago for the first seed in the East, they lost a game to the Phantoms, who at the time were in the sub-basement of the Eastern Conference. After the game, Jack's coach Mike Hamilton called the game a fluke. That even though Youngstown had never had the lead in that game, they walked away with two points in overtime. A shootout loss and a comeback victory for the Phantoms this past weekend kept Muskegon firmly in the Eastern Conference basement, while Youngstown jumped up to fourth. So, Justin, I logged that statement away last season, hoping to get it to uh, bring it up in the future. I didn't think I'd get to bring it back so soon. <laughs> uh, revenge is a dish best served cold, and hockey is played on ice. So, funny enough, there really wasn't any news to report this episode guess the uh, front office has settled down a little bit now. <laughs> uh, so instead, uh, what do you say we go streaking? Uh, all right, I'll grab my vodka. <laughs> I, I meant talking about game streaks, point streaks. Was I not clear? Oh, I'll put my pants back on. OK, that, you know, with, with our respective body builds right now, if we went running naked through a field, it would mean we were being chased by a giant peach. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I really felt like we were missing Roll Doll references in this show, so I'm glad uh, that wrong was righted. <laughs> well, we just ventured into the Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Yeah, this is just in the first two minutes of the episode. We still got a ways to go here. <laughs> okay. Uh, but seriously, we did want to point out some of the notable streaks that are going on with the Phantoms right now uh, after the conclusion of this last weekend. Uh, so right off the bat, these first two, the Phantoms have picked up seven out of an eight possible points in the last four games. And uh, something that was not going all that great at the beginning of the season, really starting to pick it up. Uh, the Phantoms now have power play goals in six of their last seven. So it'd be easy to say uh, very possibly those two things could be related. Yeah, I'm going to say that that's not a coincidence. Um, that was one of the things I, I think I mentioned somewhere in a, a preview was, or, or maybe one of the uh, podcasts was, it'd be really nice if, you know, we weren't scoring a lot, even strength, if we could get uh, some power play goals to kind of uh, give us a little push on offense. And yeah, um, uh, now we need to probably focus more on getting even strength goals, but I'll take whatever we can get. Now, as far as scoring streaks, uh, the game on Friday kind of ended a lot of them. The only one that survived was Adam Ingram, which after the game on Saturday, he is now up to a seven game point streak with four goals and five assists in those seven games. Uh, you know, Adam Ingram is, you know, really turning into what we thought he was going to be this season. Yeah, um, definitely shows um, great skating skills, great vision. I forget where he was ranked on the, the central scouting report, but you'd have to think that if he were on one of the other teams that I won't mention, he'd be at least probably, you know, 10 or 15 higher. <laughs> and then uh, looking at Kyle Chevette in his last four games, uh, Kyle has allowed two or less goals. Also, uh, his last four games, uh, three, oh, oh, and one. 
So of his last four games, it's been uh, seven out of an eight potential points that he's helped with. Uh, yeah, Kyle is uh, really starting to get dialed in in the crease. Yeah, um, confidence. I you just you can see he's built a lot more confidence, feels comfortable, and some of the glove saves that um, we've seen him make here recently have been spectacular. So we just hope that you know he can keep this up. Uh, hopefully stimulates uh, Bartoskevich to uh, compete when he next gets a, uh, a start. Uh, I'd like to see a, a little positive goaltending competition, um, something we haven't seen in a, a few years. Okay, so how about we go ahead and dig into this last weekend up in Michigan with the Muskegon Lumberjacks. And we will kick this off with the Friday game. This was a 2-1 loss for the Phantoms uh, in a shootout. Uh, Phantoms went down early one to nothing. And, uh, Kyle Chavette, of course, uh, standing on his head quite a few times in that game was able to keep them in the game. Uh, Phantoms tied it up in the third period, was able to, uh, get that, uh, one point, uh, getting the game to overtime. Um, overall for the game, uh, the Phantoms only goal was Adam Ingram, his seventh of the season. That was on the power play. Uh, Kyle Chavette stopped 34, 35 shots. Uh, the Phantoms were one for two on the power play and amazingly enough, zero for zero on the penalty kill. The Phantoms had no penalties in this game in Muskegon in Muskegon <laughs> of all places. <laughs> you know, Cedar Rapids was a bad influence on us. I'm glad we uh, got away from them until I, I want to say January, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> they were a very bad influence on us, but no, no uh, Phantoms took no penalties in that game on Friday. Overall, the shots in the game that went to Muskegon, uh, 36 to 33. And in the shootout, the uh, lone Phantoms gold was by Steven Sardarian. I've been saying I've been saying Steven this whole time just because of that. I turns out it is pronounced Steven. So uh, there was something I learned a couple weeks ago that I haven't got the chance to use until now. But again, you know, Phantoms were down one nothing. They Chauvet kept him in the game. Uh, the defense played incredible. And yeah, I gave, you know, gave the team a chance to come back and at least tie it. And that's what they did. You know, at times it wasn't pretty, but um, yeah, you claw back, you get at least one point. You start at least building for the night uh, after. So uh, not the start of the weekend that quite we hoped for, but um, still we got points. Again, Kyle Chauvet um, bailing us out a little bit. And, um, you know, uh, head into Saturday, maybe with a, a more positive attitude than if you took a loss. And well, yeah. So getting into the Saturday game, that game was a three two win for the Phantoms. Uh, that was, um, again, another early goal by Muskegon puts them up one to nothing. Phantoms came back and tied it at one uh, with a goal by Ryan Alexander, his seventh of the season. That was on the power play. Uh, Muskegon goes up two to one in the second period. Uh, the third period, Winter Wallace, with about four minutes and change left in the game, uh, he tied it up with his first of the season, um, originally thought to be Carter Rose's goal. Upon further review, uh, apparently the puck deflected off the stick of Winter Wallace in front of the crease, uh, so he gets his first of the season. Uh, a couple minutes later, on a late power play in that game, Ryan Alexander got his uh, second of the game, his eighth of the season, also on the power play. Uh, that put the Phantoms up three to two. They were able to close it out. Um, in that game, Kyle Chavette was uh, 26 for 28. 
Uh, the Phantoms, two for seven on the power play. They were three for four on the penalty kill. And uh, for the uh, shots in that game, Youngstown led 35-28. Uh, so, yeah, all in all this weekend, and this is something I'll talk about later on, but, yeah, this was basically three comebacks this weekend for the Phantoms. You know, anytime they were down, they buttoned down, they were able to get back into it. Um, and I have to say this one, even though Muskegon has consistently been one of the worst teams in the league so far this season, um, I think this was one of the better wins for the Phantoms. Muskegon was a little desperate to try to prove something this weekend, and hopefully the one win is enough for them. They've got a new Russian goaltender, Jodoro Zhevny. I, I'm not even sure how to pronounce his name at this point. Um, I th- <laughs> it's not I mean, it's I, not important if they play on somebody else's team. It's the the pronunciation yeah, isn't that important. I'm I'm not gonna yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean he played well. Um, definitely there were times we could have scored and uh, he kept the puck out. Um, but Muskegon is kind of floundering still, and yeah, we um. We managed to pull out the uh, win in the second night. Um, We got to face them a few more times this year. So let's keep this up. Now, last season, the story of the Phantoms was, you know, third period late in games. They were close, just couldn't get over the hump, um, you know, gave up a lot of empty net goals. And, you know, that when it was all said and done last season, that was their story. Muskegon's story this year so far, I mean, they're scoring goals. They're, you know, scoring early and often. They're putting points up. It's just they have not been able to hold leads. And that was extremely evident this weekend. I mean, that I mean, right there is their most glaring issue is they cannot hold on to a lead. And on the bulk of the games they have lost this season, they have led in at one point and, uh, you know, just gave up too many late goals and lost it in the end. So very odd to see a Muskegon team having that kind of problem. Yeah, uh, they, um, like you said, they can score early, kind of opportunistic, but then they have, like we do sometimes, I guess, uh, maybe more so, some uh, fundamental breakdowns, some bad fundamental breakdowns, and um, just some of the play in their own end, I think, has been really bad. All right, and that was the recap, which means it is now time for Four Points. As always, Four Points is where we break down the previous weekend into four categories. What we liked, what we didn't like, our favorite moment, and weekend MVP. So I'll start us out with what I liked. And like I mentioned before, that was the Phantoms uh, basically having to come back three times this weekend to tie the game. Uh, again, the game on Friday, they were able to come back to tie the game, put, get the game to overtime, uh, get the, at least the one point there and then having to come back twice on Saturday to tie the game. And then, you know, being able to get a late goal to go ahead and, uh, get the win for them, which, you know, again, like I said earlier, you know, that was a big issue last season, just the Phantoms not being able to get those goals at the end of games. So to see that this past weekend, uh, I mean, me, uh, not even what, what I liked. I loved that. Yeah. Um, what I liked, um, obviously the power play three for nine, you know, it, it tied us, got us a point in, um, Friday's game, Saturday's game. We got two power play goals. We won that one. Um, so, you know, it's been really helping us out. Like I said, that was something I thought, we needed to do early in the season, and now 
we are accomplishing. Okay, so what I didn't like, uh, after the game, uh, once the uh, final uh, buzzer had sounded on Saturday, we had a little bit of a post-game scrum. Uh, we had Jaden Grant involved in that. He ended up receiving a two-minute minor for roughing and a 10-minute minute misconduct right at the end of the game. Uh, that kind of stuff that can start fluttering into like one game suspension territory. I mean, granted, yes, the Phantoms discipline has been a lot better. But to me, that was a situation that everybody the game was over. We won. We had the points. That was a situation they just needed to skate away from. We're we're seeing him improve, you know, leaps and bounds as far as the discipline of this team. That was one that was just one of those things I could have done without. I think clean that up. You know, and that's just another step forward. But yeah, that was that was something I didn't want to see at the end of that game. Hopefully, hopefully nothing came out of it um, as far as this weekend is concerned. And I have to agree 100 percent with that. Um, What I didn't like this weekend, um, even strength production, Um, two games, one even strength goal. Yeah, we got uh, three out of four points on the road. Uh, That's not going to really fly, I don't think. coming up this weekend, uh, we're going to need to score full strength. Um, I guess if that's all I have to complain about, then we're doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, my favorite moment from the weekend, um, that would go to uh, Ryan Alexander's go ahead goal on Saturday. This kid just is just pure energy on the ice. Just his level of excitement, his, you know, just his get up and go while he's out there. Um, he gets that goal, you know, he's going crazy. His line mates are going crazy. The guys on the bench are going crazy. And it just seemed like one tick above being excited because you just took the lead late. It's <laughs> to just to see like how he can raise the level of energy of this team aside from scoring goals may be like one of the most positive influences he has on this roster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, the, I think my favorite moment then has to be, um, the one even strength goal of the weekend, Carter Rose, not really known for being the offensive defenseman. Uh, he's getting some points this year. He throws it at the net. Uh, I guess Winter Wallace uh, gets his first uh, on that one, um, gets a piece of it. Not, you know, the pretty setup play. It's the run-of-the-mill deflection, but late in the game, that was exactly what we needed to get back in it and then we got a power play and (laughs) so, you know. All right. So to finish this off my weekend MVP, uh, we could have flipped a coin on this. We almost literally did. (laughs) Um, It was down between two. Um, I type up the sheets for these. So I usually, uh, well, not usually I always get the pick first and (laughs) you've, you've made your displeasure known with that a couple of (laughs) times when you say I've picked what you call the easy ones. So I just kind of threw both names on here because I pretty it was could be a coin flip between either one. Um, so since you picked this player last week, I'll be picking him this week. That's Kyle Chavette on the weekend. Only allowed three goals, uh, 63, uh, 60 saves in 63 shots, you know, beating the drum over and over and over again, beating the dead horse. Um, he you know, he was the main reason they stayed in that game and it was a one nothing game on Friday. And, you know, gave up a couple goals on Saturday, but he kept him in it. Uh, just made some incredible saves standing on his head, uh, side to side in the crease. Um, for people who think if anybody has the thought that these players sit around and do nothing all summer, just waiting for the next season to start. Um, 
let Kyle Chevette be the person who proves that wrong. Um, and it's no secret. Kyle was very shaky last year. Um, and coming into this season, we were kind of wondering about him. Saw him in tryout camp. We were seeing the improvements that were being made. It's extremely, extremely easily evident just how much work this kid put in this summer because he's playing at a whole nother level than what we saw last year. Yeah, and I guess then this weekend I get the easy one. Um, I Well, I guess it's, both are pretty easy this week. Brian Alexander, two goals uh, in the win. Obviously important. Uh, but as you alluded to, um, he just brings energy. And sometimes I think that's what we need the most of. So last Saturday at the Cavelli Center, I got the chance to interview Phantoms defenseman Trey Taylor. Trey was the Phantoms phase two third round pick this past summer. He is out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Never been there. I heard it's a beautiful city. Um, (laughs) He spent the last few seasons in the BCHL before migrating south to the USHL this year. Extremely nice kid. Uh, Right now, he is my five-year-old's favorite player. Uh, (laughs) I I won't go into it here. Let's just say I scored some dad of the year points uh, last weekend. (laughs) Um, uh, I will point out uh, when you're listening to this interview, that noise you hear in the background, that was the postgame jersey auction. There was no escaping it. And believe me, I tried uh, short of going out in the parking lot. So uh, without further ado, this was my conversation with Trey. Okay, so now we're here in the back area of the Cavelli Center with Trey Taylor. Now, Trey, uh, three seasons with the Vernon Vipers in the BCHL. Uh, You went to the finals in your first season. Uh, Last season, you were associate or assistant captain. How how do they? Is that associate or assistant in Canada? Yeah, assistant captain, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, So what has your transition to the USHL been like? Oh, it's been fun. I mean, uh, they're making it really easy for me. Um, You know, the coaches are uh, trusting me in all situations, so it's nice, and I've been kind of just doing my best to do my part. I, uh, I've enjoyed it so far. About a year ago, you did an interview for the BCHL's website. Uh, you talked about when you were younger, getting to go out on the ice, take shots against your brother, Ty. Yeah. Now, you said you weren't a very good shot back then. So right now, if you were to go up against him, 10 shots, how many are going in? Um, I'd probably say seven. seven? You saw my slap shot last night, I did. Yes, you know, yes, I, I think, did. Uh, I, think, uh, I think I'd say seven. I get a shot and slot against him I think I'm scoring so now, at least from our standpoint it seems like you and TJ have had this incredible chemistry on the ice since he came to Youngstown was that something that was immediate what do you think has worked well between you guys so far yeah no he's a he's a really good player it's kind of easy you know he's either a good right shot D-man solid on the solid everywhere all zone D-zone neutral zone he's kind of just a easy guy to play with so it's kind of just uh, we're just trying to complement each other's games and that's kind of that's kind of all I think uh and he's a really good guy off the ice as well. And um, so it's been easy. It's, been, it's nice to play with a guy, you know, you're friends with off the ice. And I mean, you're friends with all your teammates, but when you have a good connection with your D partner, it's always better. And I uh, I think he's a really good player. And uh, you've obviously uh, got a taste of that and seen that these last uh, few games since he's been here. All right, now we'll do like a fun one to finish okay, this out. sounds good. Okay, of all your teammates, who would you most not want to take a punch from? Uh, Winter Wallace, probably. I think... Uh, He's got some meaty hands over there, so I think if uh, he cracked me in the face, I uh, I don't know if I'd be seen the next day. So, uh, yeah, right. no. well, Trey, thank you very much. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, thanks for talking to me. Okay, so there you go. Uh, you know, we definitely want to thank Trey for uh, helping us out, taking a couple minutes after the game. 
now it is time to move on uh, to a foe who was recently familiar to us, and that'll be the uh, weekend preview with this week's opponent, the Madison Capitals. Now, this is the second time we will be meeting Madison this season. The last time uh, was October 8th and 9th. The games were in Madison. That was a 5-1 loss for the Phantoms and a 7-0 loss for the Phantoms. Yeah, we were uh, pretty down in the dumps after that weekend. Luckily, it's uh, with the well, the exception, the uh, weekend with Cedar Rapids. It's starting to pick up from there. Yeah, Madison has pretty much been steamrolling this season. Although uh, their last three games against Green Bay, not nearly as dominant uh, as they had been earlier in the season. Hopefully, uh, for our sake, they're coming back down to earth a little bit. But <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, the Madison Capitals are coming in with a record of nine wins, two losses and one overtime loss. That is good for 19 points and second in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Phantoms are coming into this weekend with a record of five wins, six losses and two shootout losses. And that works out to 12 points, and they did climb up to fourth place in the Eastern Conference. So just getting into some of the numbers here, uh, so far this season, Madison is averaging 4.5 goals a game. They are giving up 2.6 goals a game. In comparison, Youngstown is averaging 2.8 goals per game and giving up 3.1. Madison on the power play, 22.9%. That is good for third in the East. Their penalty kill is at 85.4%. That is good for second in the East. Uh, Youngstown, their power play is at 22%. Their penalty kill is at 73.2%. Both of those uh, rank fifth in the Eastern Conference. So I know know we're doing these a little earlier in the week we have in the past. What do you see as far as Madison coming into this weekend? I'm with you and hoping that whatever aliens kidnap the Madison Capitals that we know um, brings them back and takes these uh, uh, androids that have replaced them back. <laughs> I, 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 I have no, no explanation for why Madison is uh, doing what they're doing. They have um, new coaching, kind of a new culture up there, and it is working. Over the course of the last two weekends, like I said, they played Green Bay three times. They've won two of those three games. But, uh, you know, with uh, doing what, you know, doing what I do with my blog with the game time percentages, uh, they're not leading for 90 percent of the game like they have been. Uh, They've had to play much tighter. They played much tighter games against Green Bay. Um, All three of these games were against one opponent, maybe just Green Bay playing them, you know, a little tougher than others have. But. Again, fingers crossed, maybe just coming back down to earth a little bit. So, yeah, as far as this weekend, uh, we got the game on Friday. That will be a 7.05 puck drop. And uh, the game on Saturday, also a 7.05 puck drop. That is $2 beer night. That will be good until halfway through the second period. And uh, if you want to get tickets for that game, those are $5 of tickets anywhere in the arena except for, well, obviously the suites. Uh, <laughs> anywhere in the arena except for the uh, front row seats up on the glass. But, I mean, that's not a bad deal. I mean, I sit in the second row. It, they're still pretty good seats. That, and I'm pretty sure Justin would have a hissy if they started selling front row seats for five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't seen... I, well, I was going to say, I have seen deals close to that, um, but not not in a long time. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I mean, second row, um, you can still get hit by the glass. Yeah, (laughs) but (laughs) 
nice callback. But yeah, I, I mean, come on, $5 tickets, family of four, that's 20 bucks, 10 bucks for parking, 30 bucks for a family of four to go see a hockey game. I mean, you're th- 30 bucks, I think might get you parking at a Penguins game. <laughs> <laughs> depending on how close to the arena you are uh 30 bucks would get you parked at a penguins game uh, 30, so 30 bucks might get you on the pa turnpike <laughs> the way they keep raising the rates good lord um but yeah the um and of course if you can't make it to these games um our great and wonderful friend the voice of the phantoms matt lipsack you will be able to hear him on hockey tv if you do not have a subscription to hockey tv and we can say this i don't blame you it's a little pricey uh <laughs> <laughs> for the high level of quality you get it's a little pricey um <laughs> i i can say that yeah it can be said Espe- on here i was um, gonna say especially lately um if you're okay with just listening to the game uh, of course you got the free option on western reserve radio uh so yeah matt will have the call both nights so with all of that uh we've run out of show yeah let's go ahead and crank up the carousel music and take it home Okay, so make sure to check out next week's show where we will take a look at how this weekend went and look ahead to a split weekend road trip in Wisconsin with games against Madison and Green Bay. Uh, That'll be the first time with us seeing the gamblers this season. Um, And hopefully, fingers crossed, if everything goes right, we'll have an interview with Phantoms team captain Jaden Grant. So as always, the Dump and Chase podcast is brought to you by HockeyFan.com. Uh, Justin's recap and preview articles are trucking along. My blog is up and running. Uh, there's just a lot of Phantoms info there. Uh, we go a lot deeper in there than we do here. You can also check us out on OhioHockeyDigest.com, which I spelled wrong in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I butchered that. Anyways, <laughs> OhioHockeyDigest.com, which is the biggest site for all levels of hockey in the state of Ohio that you can find on the Internet. Um, also make sure to check, uh, check us out and subscribe to us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple and Google podcasts, Spotify, Amazon music, um, some random Lebanese podcast service that I've never heard of that just picked it up anyways, even though I didn't sign up for anything. Uh, <laughs> you can find, um, all of these in our link tree page, which you can find in the description. Well, except for the Lebanese podcast service. I didn't add that one on there yet. And uh, finally, thank you all for listening in this week. Uh, You know, when it's all said and done, we get to do what we do because of you. Uh, So for Justin Irwin, I'm Sam Olmstead, and we cannot wait to see you all at the Cavelli Center this weekend. Bye now.